Welcome to the Door to Spirit podcast. I'm your host, Emily Green, and I'm a psychic medium. This podcast is a place where I take you through the door to spirit. We talk about all things esoteric, spiritual awakening, psychic abilities, developing intuition, signs from the spirit world, and I may even throw in the odd reading or two. So sit back, take a nice deep breath, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Door to Spirit podcast, episode number five. Today is a very special day because this is our first guest interview, which I was hinting at quite a bit in my podcast episode last week. So I'm so excited to have the wonderful Taya on the podcast today. I had so much fun recording this conversation with her, and she also did an animal communication session with me, which we recorded live um, on the podcast. You will hear that animal communication session after the interview with Taya, which was wonderful. And she answered all of the questions that you guys have been wondering, questions that I had personally, and all of that kind of good stuff. So I really enjoyed this chance to talk with Taya today. So enjoy the interview. Enjoy getting a chance to listen into our animal communication session. It was very special for me. I had the chance to learn some really helpful um pieces of information from my dog, Rudy. And I also was given the chance to connect with my wonderful um, dog in spirit, Indy, who came through in the reading as well, which was so beautiful and wonderful. And I just know that she is so present around me all the time. And I also got the validation that she is in fact present around Rudy and I quite a bit, which I already had a hunch about. So it was so nice to have Taya validate that for me as well. So she's just so wonderful. I'm going to link up all of her information in the show notes. So if you're interested in hearing more or connecting more with Taya on social media or at her website, she has a wonderful program for um, confidence training for intuitive readers called Courage and Claire's, um, which I just think the world of the work that she's doing around that. She also does mediumship sessions. Um, and she does animal communication sessions as well. So if you're interested in connecting with Taya, I will make sure that it is easy for you to do that. So thanks so much for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoy today's conversation. Please share on social media, um, share your favorite moments. If you have any questions for either Taya or I regarding our conversation, we'd be happy to answer. All right. Enjoy the show. All right, everybody. So this has been a much anticipated episode. I've been so excited to have you on. Um, so I have Taya here with me and she's so wonderful. She is a fellow medium and an animal communicator. And I have so many people always asking questions about um, just animal communication and connecting with their own animals and connecting with animals on the other side and things like that. So I know that this will be, everyone is going to enjoy this episode very much. And I also just thought it was kind of neat how we got connected um, because all of a sudden one day we just sort of got connected. I don't even remember how on Instagram. And I was like, oh, I just was so um, instantly was like just so um, drawn to you and just everything that you speak about and how you carry yourself and how you articulate everything that you say is so wonderful. So I was so excited to have you on and just give you a chance to tell your story and ask some of the most uh, pressing questions that I have for you, but also 
also that a lot of people have kind of been asking me um, too that, that I promised I would ask you. So, um, so um, I would love for you to kind of just introduce yourself to anyone who, who, might not, um, who might not know you here and just give us a little bit about your story, sort of how you, um, you know, where you came from, how you got started as a medium, your first sort of spirit communication experiences and your first animal communication. I know that's like a loaded question. I have so much, <laughs> I have so many questions um, and your first sort of animal communication experiences as well. Yeah, so so my name is Taya. I am from Norway originally, so I did live in the U.S. when I was little for a period of time, therefore I don't have an accent. <laughs> I usually have to explain that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I'm a medium and animal communicator, so what that means is that I connect to um, loved ones on the other side as well, both human loved ones and animal loved ones, um, and then also animals that are still living. And uh, how I came to it, you know, I was always very interested in this kind of work. I was, when I was growing up, I was always interested in anything to do with the world. Um, and I was, <laughs> I was always free to explore that, uh, luckily. Um, I was also always very sensitive, but I didn't kind of realize how sensitive I myself was mm -hmm. kind of until my later um, late teens mm -hmm. uh when i was diagnosed with bipolar disorder mm -hmm. let me explain <laughs> what had happened was that uh, i have an older brother who is a drug addict and uh one of his main addictions uh at the time was amphetamines and if you know anything about them you know that the cycle that you go through of um of energy is very similar to bipolar disorder and so i was just steeping in that energy for years, not realizing I was absorbing a lot of it. And uh, uh, that then eventually manifested as bipolar disorder symptoms in me. So I was diagnosed, I was on meds for a year, I decided that wasn't for me. So I decided to go off my meds and approach it from a more holistic um, perspective, where um, I did a lot of different things. I didn't just start meditating. I did um, cognitive behavioral therapy, that sort of thing. That was super helpful. Mm -hmm. um, but I also did start meditating and taking kind of energy a little bit more seriously, learning to um, discern between my own and other people's energy. Um, and kind of as I started taking meditation more seriously, that's when I started to have some experiences of random spirits connecting to me yeah uh so i decided well uh maybe i have a knack for mediumship maybe i should go take a class since i have these spirits <laughs> coming yeah. to visit me so uh so that's how it started really for me mm -hmm. um so i so i took a few classes in mediumship and then um uh and then i've always been drawn to animals love animals yeah. Uh, anything to do with animals um, and I knew I always had kind of a strong connection to my own animals we mm -hmm. kind of had a, a little bit of a deeper understanding of each other even if it wasn't like a conscious telepathic connection necessarily yeah. um, and uh, during the my mediumship development uh, what had happened was we had adopted two cats during that time uh, one of my cats was then just a kitten uh, and we were not used to cats who would 
gorge themselves on food. Like my husband and I, we had always had cats that like just ate a little bit and would stop themselves when they're yeah. full. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, this kitten was not that way. And I, we kind of didn't realize this at the time, but so what had happened is uh, I went out for some, um, I went out driving to do some errands, that sort of thing while the cats were home. And uh, as I was kind of driving by our house again to go do other errands, all of a sudden in my mind, I heard, um, I heard the words, I am starving. <laughs> wow. And I felt it coming from this cat that we had. Um, and so, and I, then I saw also an image of like a, a food bowl that was completely empty. So I decide, well, okay, maybe it wouldn't hurt to just go home and see what's going on. Yeah. Um, so I go home, turns out the cat had completely emptied the whole food bowl and was just waiting for me to give her more. Give her more. <laughs> yeah. Where's the rest? Yeah. <laughs> I just finished the food. I'm literally starving. <laughs> I can relate to that. It's very relatable. <laughs> yeah. So that was really my first experience with um, animal communication yeah. in that way. Yeah. Um, and, and that cat, she, you know, she's, she's still my cat. She's still here. Um, yeah. and she's still as much she's of a food fiend. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she's such a good communicator. So she will definitely just kind wow. of initiate conversations with me sometimes just out of the blue. Wow. Um, yeah. So that was my first experience with that. Mm -hmm. And then in my mediumship development, I also had the opportunity to practice doing an animal communication session. Wow. And when I did that, it just felt so natural to me. And I just absolutely fell in love with it. And that's yes. kind of how I started there. That's beautiful. I know exactly what you mean, where it's kind of like in one sort of phase of development, then you find that you have another sort of knack for something else. Like I've found that I've always been really connected with souls of children who are waiting to incarnate on. The, and that has really always been like, just, I love that part of sort of the connection piece of connecting to them and connecting to souls of children who have never fully incarnated, whether through miscarriage or things like that. So it's so interesting just to see how, you know, in our development, how we just, how we develop these little sort of areas where we're really just like, ah, yes, I like that. I love that. I really love this animal communication side. So I'm just always interested to hear people's stories, you know, mediumship development or intuitive development, whatever it is, of where they're kind of attract, where their attention in terms of, a, you know, a unique kind of area is being drawn to. So that's so neat. Um, and my, another question just from what you said too, is do you find that, I know you said your one cat, she sort of initiates conversation with you, which I find so interesting, but do you find that otherwise that you kind of have to initiate communication with the animal or is it usually, yeah, that's usually how it works. And she's just a really good communicator. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, so she, she's not like talking to me all the time, nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. usually only if there's a reason for it, like if she wants me to know something or like yeah. that she's not feeling well that day or like that she has an issue or that something, you know, something like that. So there's usually a reason for it. It's not, it's not like, it's not quite like on Dr. Doolittle Do where, yeah. you know, you walk down the street and you have just all the animals talking all at once. All the time. <laughs> Which is really what people think about mediums too, when we're walking down the street and we're just getting all of these, like, you know, sister, brother, all of these people kind of coming in all at once too. So it's a good thing. I wanted, I wanted to clarify and just because that, I get that question a lot, you know, too, just how does that work? Or, you know, um, and I know a lot of people have the question too, just sort of, you know, they want to create a, a communication with their pets as well, or they're like, I want to know, like, how can I, you know, sort of 
um, tune into my pet's energy or, you know, kind of know what they need or things like that. So that was actually a question I had for you too, is if you have any sort of, um, I guess, tips for people who are kind of looking to make a, like a sort of an active communication with their pets on a day-to-day -day basis too, just to like sort of tune into them more, which I know a lot of people are already very attuned to their pets, but they just, you know, they want to have, they're like, what is it, you know, what is it like to sort of having that soul to soul connection? Like you say, would you have any sort of, I guess, tips or advice for people who are looking to create more of a connection like that? Yeah. So like you said, we're all much more in tune than we think we are. Um, it's just that we're either focusing so much on other things going on in our life that it kind of gets drowned out by, by everything else, or um, we brush things off yeah. uh, and we think it's just our imagination. Yep. So, um, so it can be tricky because when you're connecting to an animal uh, and they're giving you information about something, it's coming through um, it's, it's kind of like being filtered through and coming through your, um, what we call the intuitive senses, which are, you know, images in your mind's eye, words in your head, feelings in your body. Yeah. Um, so it's very much as if it arises from your own mind or body, which yeah. can get very confusing because then you're like, oh, it's just my imagination. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's not, so when I'm hearing or when, when an animal is giving me information, it is not as if I'm hearing it outside of myself or seeing yeah. it outside of myself. I'm experiencing it within. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so it's going to feel pretty subtle. Yeah. So when you're connecting to your own animal, you already have a very strong soul to soul connection. Yeah. Um, what I recommend people do is very um, is kind of setting off some time to sit mm -hmm. down and do it in a conscious way. So mm -hmm. where um, where you can either talk out loud to your animal or you can mentally talk to them. Mm -hmm. um, when you're doing either of those things, you're sending them the energy of what you wish to communicate and they will get the gist of it. Um, and then when they respond to you, it will come through in images in your mind's eye, words in your head, feelings in your body. And mm -hmm. if you can take some time to sit down and do this in a conscious way, mm -hmm. I recommend telling yourself, okay, from right now till 10 minutes from now, I'm going to accept and acknowledge everything coming through. Yes. So that you can kind of create that space where you're like, uh, where you're going to accept everything, where yeah. you can then allow everything to come through from your animal. Mm -hmm. um, so that you, and also it is helpful, of course, to do a practice like meditation, that sort of thing. But I understand mm -hmm. that everybody has time for that kind of thing. Yes. But um, taking some time to just kind of sit and um, mentally uh, connecting to your animal and just kind of seeing what comes back to you. Mm -hmm. The trick is, of course, that we know our animals so very well. It yeah. can be hard to verify that you're connecting to them. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so that's the thing is that uh, it can be tricky. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the, the um, you know, the direction of you, you communicating to your animal doesn't have to be tricky at all. That's something we, we're always doing. We're always kind of uh, broadcasting um, our thoughts to them and they're picking up on um, a lot of what we're thinking about or a lot of the things that we're talking about. Yes. Or what we're um, yes, absolutely. yes. 
Yes. So, uh, so when it comes to you telling your animal something, that's something you do not need an animal communicator to do. That, yep. that is something you can absolutely do yourself. You can, um, anytime you're talking out loud to your animal or thinking thoughts towards them, mm -hmm. they're picking up on the gist of it. The, the, the place where it can get tricky or where we can trip ourselves up is when, um, is when we're talking about things that they, we don't want them to do. So like behavioral issues, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, where, for example, if you're telling your dog not to jump on people, you're showing or you're, um, you're sending them an image or the energy of them jumping on people and therefore mm -hmm. it gets confusing. So it's almost as if they don't understand the word don't. <laughs> so you want to always focus on the thing that you actually want them to do. So mm -hmm. if there's anything that you wish to communicate to them, anything that you want to encourage in them, focus on the thing that you want them to do. Mm -hmm. um, and you can use your words, like I said, but you can also bring to mind an image of what that would look like in your mind um, and direct that to them. If there's feelings involved with it, you can kind of bring to mind those feelings, what they feel like and direct yes. them to it. So for example, if you want um, your dog to be um, calm around a certain situation where you know they're not usually calm and you want to communicate that to them, that you want them to be calm around it, you can, you know, bring those words to mind and direct that to them, but you can also bring to, to mind that feeling of calm mm. um, and really kind of steep in that just to clarify exactly what it is that you want to yes. um, tell them. Brilliant. And that makes so much sense too, just as like, you know, so often we can be very sort of, you know, just as human beings, we, you know, saying using double negatives or just the way that we communicate can be very confusing. I totally understand that for animals. And they're like, you know, focus on how, what you actually want me to do. You know, you don't want, okay. So what you're thinking, okay, they don't, they want to change the behavior of me jumping on this person when I'm greeting them. Okay. So instead it's sort of like, I'm maybe I'm putting my nose in their knees or, you know, instead of fully jumping or having them come down to my level or that's brilliant. Yeah. That makes so much sense. And it's so true too. just, you know, we're often, like you said, we're often broadcasting kind of what we, you know, what we want our animal to do or what we're thinking or, you know, our connection to them and just taking that little bit of conscious space and time, you know, five setting aside the time, 10 minutes. Okay. I'm connecting with my animal here and then giving them the chance to just bring forward impressions that they have. And I would reckon that, you know, maybe in the first couple of time might take like a little bit of time to actually, you know, like you said, sort of discern, your connection, your just everyday connection from your animal versus what they're actually kind of communicating to you telepathically or soul to soul yeah. connection. Yeah. Uh, brilliant. Yeah. Um, the other way you could do it as well is, um, you know, you can ask your animal a question mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and uh, just take note of throughout the day, what kind of things keep on popping up for you. Like if um, I usually say that if, if there's something that's that, kind of pops up in your mind out of the blue several times throughout the day, that's usually a sign. It's, it's not just your imagination. <laughs> that's usually yep. either from your animal or, yep. or from spirit or whatever. Yep. Um, and also if it feels like it's out of the blue, meaning like if you were thinking about something completely different and then all of a sudden you have this thought about something connected to your animal, Yep. not at all related to what you were just thinking about. Um, that's usually a sign as well. So that Perfect. there are a couple of ways of doing it. Um, yeah. But uh, if you really want to cultivate that conscious connection with your animal, I do think it's helpful to kind of sit down 
and, uh, and yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. That's, 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 that absolutely makes sense as well. Just, you know, sometimes I'll be doing one thing, like just an example, this just happened the other day. I was preparing food for myself and my dog, Rudy, um, was kind of like standing behind me and, you know, I was preparing for myself and thinking about something else and, you know, doing this and all of a sudden I got this, like, I'm hungry. And I'm like, oh, okay, that was not, you know, I'm preparing food. So I know I'm good, but you know, you're really, you're hungry too, apparently it's a little bit early for your dinner, but okay, if you're ready, like, here we go, you know? So absolutely something that kind of, um, you know, is a, di- I guess a diversion from your sort of train of thought that you're currently having. That's a really, yeah. good, that's a really good tip for people who are just starting to communicate. Or also, um, uh, if you all of a sudden notice, um, you know, it does take mindfulness here. So you kind of have to know what your body, what, yes. what you feel like normally. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you all of a sudden notice you feel nauseous and you know there's no reason for you to feel nauseous, but you're sitting next to your cat, for example, yeah. um, that can usually be because they're kind of um, you're picking up on that from them yeah. or you all of a sudden notice like a pain in your knee, that sort of thing, you know, information can come through in all of these ways. Different ways. Um, but yeah, for me, if I'm all of a sudden feeling really nauseous, I know it's one of my cats. <laughs> yes. And then you go and kind of see, okay, what's going on here? Yes. Oh, that's great. I think that will be so helpful for so many people just kind of starting to open up their own connection to their animals, you know, which like we said, they're, you know, already doing it just is taking a little bit more of that kind of conscious time. So Brilliant. The other question that I had, um, I have so many questions surrounding animal communication. I just think what you, the way, what you do and the way that you do what you do is so cool. Um, is what is the most interesting thing? Um, I know interesting is very broad, so, you know, you can, whatever this means to you. And um, what is the most interesting thing that you've had like in an animal communication session with either one of your animals or in a session that you're doing that you've had an animal kind of communicate to you. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> gosh, oh, goodness. I don't know. There are so many interesting things that come through every time and it's always different. Um, partially because every animal communicates in their own way. Like every, just like humans, um, animals have different skills in communicating as well. Some are super great. Some are not so great, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. Um, but so it's like surprising or interesting things. Um, well, well, and I know that you probably wanted to touch on this topic as well, but actually when it comes to um, reincarnation, that's really been something that's been eye-opening for me when it comes to animals. Because, uh, you know, I do connect to a lot of animals that have passed over. Yep. And um, one of the very common questions I get from clients is whether or not their animal will reincarnate into another animal and come back to them. Yes. And uh, initially, you know, before doing animal communication, I came to it with very much this idea that no, they don't reincarnate, that um, they kind of wait on the other side, that sort of thing. Um, However, I do know that, you know, our readings are very much filtered through our own beliefs. So I try to keep as open a mind as possible because I know that I can't possibly know everything about the other side. Um, So I still kept an open mind to it. And uh, as I've done a lot of um, animal mediumship sessions, um, I've been surprised to learn that, yeah, uh, that some souls do want to reincarnate and they do indeed incarnate. Um, Mm -hmm. and then in some cases I've had 
animals partially reincarnate, which doesn't make any logical sense to me. (laughs) So basically, like, their soul, they will still have, like, part of their soul on the other side, and they'll, like, partially reincarnate into a new body, but Mm -hmm. you can still connect to the soul on the other side, Mm -hmm. and it's still very much a strong connection with the animal that's living as well so it's a very very um surprising interesting and uh i know our mind uh, kind of like what how does that right and you know it's trying to like work it out absolutely yeah <laughs> wow, that's very interesting yeah no, i've always you know i i have you're i am in the same boat as you where i kind of had my beliefs it's like oh no that's not you know that's not possible and then exactly like starting to do readings like oh okay, you know, they're communicating this information to me, and we, then that's just a perfect kind of example of just, like, how our own sort of belief systems, or what we thought that was possible, you know, things like that, and it's so important to keep, like you said, as open mind as possible, whether in an animal communication session, or a mediumship session, or, um, you know, things like that, that's very interesting, partially reincarnated, wow, yeah, (laughs) that is very interesting, um, and, and then I guess the other part of that question is, uh, you know, and I've, I've never had this experience, but I have had a couple of people ask me this question is in your experience, or if you, and if you, you know, if you've had this experience or if you've had sort of something come through in a reading to give you this information, if it's po- like where, how it works in terms of, you know, say like the soul of an, of, you know, an, an animal companion who is here on earth. And I had someone ask me once, I think my, um, my, my, uh, cat that passed before my son was born has incarnated into the the incarnated into my son I think my son is my cat and I was like oh wow like that's very interesting and he's like they, they had sort of I don't know he just had this feeling he's like had this weird feeling and you know I, I explained to him at the time like it's possible that your son has you know had a had a connection speaking of animals um <laughs> had a connection on the other side with this cat before he incarnated you know and that could be why you're sort of getting that feeling but if in your experience have you heard of sort of this you know this this animal soul kind of coming into a human existence or if that is just more to do with like a, a connection on the other side sort of thing I personally have not had that experience. Um, however, I won't, I, I wouldn't put it past the universe. <laughs> right, <laughs> that exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I haven't had that happen. Um, but, you know, it, it certainly could. Um, and you never know. It's sort of like there are so many different connections that can be made. Yes. Uh, there's so many things that that you know even sort of in the work that we do just so we don't know it's like sometimes I'm just like wow that's very interesting you know I'm yeah not sure. I'm, I'm not exactly yeah. sure how that you know the mechanics of that and there are just some things that that we just that we don't know or we don't understand yeah um I was going to add to that actually that um sometimes I will um feel for example um so if an animal has passed and I'm connecting to them um, on the other side, um, they will come through feeling almost like a human to me in some ways. Like, so the way in which the soul connects or the way in which they show themselves to me can be so many different ways. And some of them feel like their soul feels so much bigger than what we would normally think uh, the soul of an animal would be. Um, and some of them definitely do show themselves as like, functioning kind of like spirit guides for their loved ones on the, you know, functioning like spirit guides for my client who is still here. Um, And, uh, you know, it doesn't always happen, but usually, you know, if an animal um, has crossed over, 
and um, they're, they don't feel like they're going to reincarnate again, at least not for a while. Um, they usually, um, their reasoning is usually because they feel like they can help their person uh, much better from the other side for a little while. Yeah. So. Wow, that's powerful. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's just, it's, that's so interesting too. And I think it's the same in your experiences. You just sort of through readings and through your experiences, like you gather these new little bits of sort of information about souls and reincarnation and the other side. Like I learn something new every time I give a reading. I'm like, oh, that was so interesting. And the way that that, you know, I'm sure you, I'm sure you feel the same where we just are constantly, and it's a learning experience for us as well, where we're like, oh, that's so cool how that works and the mechanics of that and things like that. So that's so interesting. Um, another question that I have for you, and this is the last question on animal communication, and then we'll move into a couple other things. But the last question I have for you is, I know some, you do some work in your animal communication surrounding, um, communicating with the am animals surrounding their life purpose, which I thought was really interesting. Um, and what are, like, I was just curious, it, what are some sort of examples of what an animal is sort of incarnate um, to do as a life purpose, you know, um, like that, that you've had in your experience? Yeah, so it will be completely individual for the individual souls. Um, but for example, um, some animals um, will show me that they feel like their life purpose is very much to help their humans through um, maybe certain difficult times in their life. Mm -hmm. um, I, I will often actually um, uh, see an animal show me, for example, their life purpose was to help them through kind of this uh, really dark time in their life. And then once that human is through that time, then the animal feels like it's about time for them to leave. So mm -hmm. um, sometimes an animal will pass like right after um, helping them through that difficult time. And then sometimes an animal will pass right before that difficult time in order to help them from the other side the other through side. it. So, wow. um, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, that's absolutely. And that is, you know, it's such a testament to the souls of animals and just how so much of what they are here to do is to support us and to guide us. And they just are so pure and wonderful and innocent. And uh, that's, yeah, absolutely. It's just like helping us through that difficult time. That's so cool. I always wondered, I always wondered about that, you know, I had, and I was just curious through your, in your experience. So that's a really good example. That's great. Um, then the other thing I wanted to chat with you about, I know this is another part of your work pivoting a little bit here, um, but you do, and this is just so wonderful and I can't say um, enough about how wonderful I think this is, but you, you do a lot of work around, um, confidence and self-worth and intuitive readers and for mediums and things like that. And I was so, um, struck by the work when I found it because I was like, there's, I have not found anything like this and the way that you were presenting it and the way that you were framing it and the importance of how important this was for, um, you know, for people, because I know for myself, uh, you know, through various points of my journey with mental illness and depression and anxiety and all of these things, and, you know, just having sort of throughout my life, a sense of a low self-worth, which is a constant sort of process of rebuilding, but then how that kind of translates into my work as a medium and work for anyone in terms of intuition and re giving readings and things like that, not just as a medium across all of those kind of um, paths. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about this, just your work kind of surrounding confidence and, um, and sort of how you knew that this work was so needed um, for other people and what sort of prompted you to share that, because I just think it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, so um, so I'm really passionate about this and it's, uh, you know, doing any kind of readings, any kind of intuitive readings is really kind of a unique, <laughs> obviously a new, unique uh, job, yes. Yes, um, but yes. also in the fact that it is very much uh, the kind of job where it's expected that we kind of know everything about everything all the time, um, or that's kind of the, that that's kind of the, what it can look like from the outside when we talk about psychic abilities we naturally think about oh somebody who knows things about things and they just kind of know it um and it's not always as clear-cut as that you know obviously you would know this but when we're doing readings you know as i already mentioned when information is coming through it's very much coming usually coming through as if it's arising from ourselves and um and it can be a real mind fudge <laughs> so yes. it's something we where you're here by the way too don't worry <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> uh and it's one of these uh areas that can really drive you crazy and what it really needs is very much you to trust the information without having any evidence that you can trust the information before you actually say it and get feedback. So yes. it's, it's um, really terrifying for people who have any kind of anxiety. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's mm -hmm. something that I really struggled with for a long, long time. Um, even after starting to do readings professionally, it would still really get in the way. I, would, um, I wouldn't say like half the information coming through because I was doubting all of it. Um, I wouldn't trust myself. I didn't have any confidence in myself. And therefore that was getting in the way of my connection, whether that was with animals or um, people on the other side. And it, it's just really kind of like pushing a boulder uphill. And so I, I after many, <laughs> after many failures and also uh, learning from those failures, I kind of devised a way of um, building or, uh, I guess building confidence in myself in a way that can support my connection instead of um, usually, you know, it's with confidence, you hear this term of like fake it till you make it, but mm -hmm. you can't really do that with readings. It's, it's at least, I mean, some people could probably, but um, uh, it's not going to work for everybody. And so um, it's one of these places where you kind of have to work on your confidence um, uh as its own thing and then start to apply it to your readings as yes. well so yeah it's something that i think a lot of people struggle with but mm -hmm. there's not necessarily a whole lot of people talking about it because no. it's one of these things where we're like we try to like i don't know i just feel like there's a lot of readers out there maybe who will try to put up a facade of of being confident because mm -hmm. that's what people expect us expect to be because it. we're psychics yep. and um i am just all for like tearing down um tearing down those ideas so that we can yeah. kind of just have a conversation about it absolutely well that's that's the thing is you know when i started sort of experiencing that it was like i was looking in the community for some support around you know around that at certain points during during my um my journey just in my development and I, there was nothing that because nobody was talking about it and it was very isolating and i was kind of like what do i how do i work with this like where do i go you know i don't feel like i can do this you know necessarily all on my own it was a very delicate you know situation and i played with 
going to, you know, going to therapy and explaining the very delicate sort of, you know, situation that I have of like, you know, I have this confidence thing and this is where it's showing up. And I was just like, what? <laughs> I don't know if I can help you on that, you know, but no, I'm just joking with that. It, there was parts of that that were very helpful in therapy, but, you know, so it's, it's, very, it's a very unique kind of pressure, I think. And you talked about that too. It's a very unique pressure, you know, um, an expectation that is put on us. And I completely agree with you. I think it's so important. Um, and I talk about this all the time. I'm just like, I don't know everything. You know, I, I mm. doubt myself. I, you know, I question myself. If you could only see the amount of times, like my partner Cam witnesses this all the time. I'm going to have him on the podcast in a couple of weeks just to talk about what it's like to, you know, to, to have those experiences, you know, during reading. He's always like listening to my readings and going like, yes, you know. Um, but uh, when he comes to events and things like that. But, um, you know, it, it's a very sort of unique experience. And so when I found your work, I was like, oh my God, it was like this, the clouds opened up and there was angels singing. <laughs> and I was like, this is exactly, you know, what's needed. So I just have so much respect for it, and um, and I I completely agree with you as well. Just the the transparency around it that will help, you know, other um, other readers, you know, other mediums who are developing, other people who are looking to develop their intuition, or you know, or um, or, or things like that. So you're, I completely completely agree with you, and I just think the work that you're doing is so wonderful. And um, I would love for you to talk a little bit about your, your program. So you have this program, Courage and Claire's, which I'm currently enrolled in, and I'm absolutely loving it so far. Um, and I know you're running that right now. Do you have plans to continue running that in the future so that other people can kind of get in on that too? Because I know I would have so many people in my community who are just like, would love that. So yes. So answer is yes. I am definitely going. So right now it's, um, it's running and it's a six week course, online course. And uh, I'm definitely going to open that up again for enrollment soon. I'm not sure entirely when, but mm -hmm. um, I do have um, like on my website, you can sign up um, for the wait list for it so that you can know when it's, when I open enrollment for it again. And I'll definitely give you the links for that. So you can put that in the show notes, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm also putting together an online animal communication class as well, if anybody's Amazing. interested in that. And yes. um, so that should be up on my website as well. Wonderful. Um, yeah. Beautiful. That's so great. Yeah, I, I will link all of that up because I just love the way that you, um, the way that you share and the way that you communicate. It's just so transparent and authentic and honest, which I just think is so important in this, you know, in this sort of spiritual community and things like that. So that is so wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Taya, for coming on and answering all of my pressing questions and um, everyone's questions that I sort of collected um, in this interview. And I'm sure we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. All right, everyone, that is it for the interview portion of this podcast with Taya. And now we are going to segue into the animal communication session where Taya merges with the energy of my dog, Rudy, and also with my dog, Indy, on the other side. I hope you enjoy. So have you ever had a session like this before, animal communication? I haven't. I'm really excited. You Wow, yay. I do know that you're a medium, so, and I know that you've probably had lots of other kinds of readings before. Um, so I just like to briefly explain how it works for me. So when I'm connecting to an animal, I'm connecting to them soul to soul. And so they're giving me information about themselves through energy, which is then translated into images in my mind's eye, sometimes words in my head, and sometimes feelings in my body. I know this is, <laughs> it's pretty much exactly like mediumship, yes. except it's an animal. Yes. Um, so I just, 
you know, it helps me to say these things. Um, so that does mean that as things are coming through, it's not like they're coming through in full sentences. They're coming through as a mix of impressions. So that means that I am interpreting things as they're coming through. That also means that I might misinterpret something. So if something seems off, feel free to let me know. It will just push me to clarify what's coming through. So don't feel, don't feel like you have to say yes to everything if it doesn't make sense. Um, and then sometimes though in a reading, some things might not make sense in the moment. Um, I might just let you know to keep it in mind. Maybe it'll make sense later. Um, and then other things to be aware of, is Rudy the only animal in the home or is it just, uh, yes, are there he others? Is. Yeah. He is the only one. Yeah. Perfect. Um, I, cause I usually say that uh, it's kind of like I'm opening up a phone line. So if there are other animals in the home, they might jump in as well. Jump um, in. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> so that can happen with animals on the other side as well. So I don't know if you have any animals that have passed over, um, but they can, they can also jump in the conversation as well. So if all of a sudden the information seems to actually be about that animal, yes. then feel free to let me know as well. To me, it's, I try my very best to keep their energies a little bit separated, but sometimes it's just a little bit like a circus. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. Um, other things to keep in mind, I like to have Rudy start off talking, see where he wants to go in the conversation. And then we'll, if you had questions, that sort of thing, we'll get to them kind of in the middle of that. Does that sound okay? That's perfect. Okay. So, oh, and um, full disclosure, I did, I didn't realize you were talking about him your last episode and I listened to it. So I yes. do already know that he is um, okay. a rescue from Costa Rica or something like yes. that, right? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So I do know that already, but other than that, I don't know anything. That's okay. That's perfect. Okay. So I'm just going to take a moment and connect and then um, we'll kind of see what happens. Sounds good. <laughs> okay, so um, so he's actually uh, quite ready to talk to me, so that's good. Um, so as I'm uh, getting started here, uh, whew, okay, I, I can already feel several on the other side actually wanting to come through too, so just keep an open mind to who okay. might jump in. Absolutely. Um, but as I'm connecting here, let's see here. Uh, Oh, okay. Um, let's see. I'm just working on separating the energies a little bit. No, it's all good. Um, okay, so as I'm connecting to Rudy, um, he is showing himself as actually having a very, uh, he has, he's showing himself as having a very sweet personality, so I have yes. to acknowledge that for him. He's also showing me here that he does have, he does go through bouts of anxiety as well. Would you understand that with him as well? So he's like a sensitive, sweet soul. Yes. Um, he's also showing me here that he's, um, uh, I'm also getting a reference here to like, um, uh, uh, eating, like, um, uh, ha having struggled a little bit with issues with eating, almost like eating too much or like, um, does this make sense to you? Yes. Okay. So like engorging, almost like gorge. Yeah. So yes. he's just, he's okay. So, okay. <laughs> but he feels, so he, he knows that he's also showing me, um, yeah, he's just kind of struggled with that a little bit. He actually does connect it a little bit to his 
past, which I know mm -hmm. um, he was abandoned and that yeah. sort of thing, because I already know you mentioned that, but um, he does connect this issue to his past there. Also yeah. a little bit to anxiety for him. It, it's almost like it's, yes, it's rooted in loving food, but also like um, uh, kind of like how humans can sometimes eat to make themselves feel better. It's almost yes. like that. So that's yes. how he shows it to me. Um, the other thing he's also bringing up here is that, uh, uh, so hold on, uh, just seeing what this is. Um, but he hasn't had a sibling, right? Like you haven't had another dog with him, right? Um, so that's where I'm getting confused. Yeah. Um, I think I know why. Okay. Do you want me to um, Sure, sure. Okay. So, um, so he, he's our only dog. Um, well, there, actually, there could be two things that you're picking up on. Um, I well, actually, okay. Yes. So hold on. Actually, um, let me take a moment. Let me connect with him, see if he can clarify, and okay. then we'll see if which, which of those things. That's good. Um, uh, let's see here. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> and I know that they're, okay. So a couple of things. I do feel like there is a dog on the other side that I have to acknowledge that I do feel is very much around in the home. So it's almost like a sibling. So I just have to acknowledge that. Um, the other thing he is also showing, so that's where he, the direction he's bringing me to. Um, uh, uh, let's see here, hold on. Um, now you must actually have a couple of, or several dogs on the other side, is that correct? There could be a couple of different ones. Yes, okay. Absolutely. Um, so let me continue here. I am also connecting to a smaller dog, I know. So I don't know if you've had a smaller dog at all, but I know that I connect, I am seeing a smaller dog on the other side. Um, the one that keeps on showing up in the home, though, um, was that a female dog? Yes. Okay. Yeah, perfect. So I'm getting a couple of things here. I'm also, I don't know who it is that's stepping forward, but I also know that I have one who's also referencing um, uh, having had issues with cancer as well. Mm -hmm. I don't, uh, is that the female dog? That's the or, female. Okay, yes, that's right. thank you. Okay, so <laughs> so we have a lot of energies going on. A lot of different things happening. <laughs> so uh, let me see here. Um, for some reason, this female dog is showing up with like flowers for me. So <laughs> yeah. let's see. Um, okay. Uh, I'm just saying, okay, so Rudy is just um, uh, referencing this sibling that, um, that he sees around him. Yep. Um, he's also showing me here that uh, uh, it's interesting because he shows me also that uh, um, uh, okay, wait, he's jumping around a little bit here. I, I just wanted to finish this one thought. Um, he's showing me uh, this connection to this other dog, mm -hmm. uh, to, to the female dog on the other side, he shows me that, um, um, a couple of things, I'm not sure what this is, it's, it's, it's a little bit confusing to me, um, he shows, um, he shows a couple of connections here, he shows me, um, does, oh, sorry, he must have some of her things, Yes. Would you understand yeah. that? I'm not sure what it is, but I feel like I'm seeing either things. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So um, the other thing he's also showing me here. Uh, 
I can only just describe how it's coming through because I have no clue what it is. But uh, he's showing me here that uh, either there must be some strong similarities in like the type of dog that they are or like, um, but he's just showing me there's a strong um, similarity exactly there. They're the same color and around the same okay. size. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Um, the other thing is that he's also, sh but he, I keep on seeing a paw print or like a paw. And for some reason, I see a connection here as well, but so I don't know. Yeah, no, <laughs> this is what he's showing me and it doesn't make sense to me, but that's yes. what it is. Yep. Um, so he is aware of this other dog and he, but he also feels like he is very much his own, his, his own soul. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. And he's also showing me here that uh, it's funny, he will, um, this other dog, mm -hmm. and so this female dog on the other side, I feel like she has actually a very um, strong sense of humor for some reason. Does like she's coming through really funny. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, I feel like Rudy sometimes will not, like he's goofy in his own way, but he won't, he will sometimes not understand humor. Like he'll take it the wrong way or like he'll like, <laughs> he'll yes, like yes. not understand it quite. Yeah, so uh, this is funny. Yes, so yeah. he's, it's like he has, he he they have a very different sense of sense of humor here definitely, um, definitely yes okay <laughs> let's see the other thing that um he's also showing me is that uh uh okay he he's um uh, so some of his favorite things is actually uh going on solo trips with you so he shows me um i don't know if you guys got to do this recently but i see you guys going on a trip to like the water that sort of thing um yeah. together and yeah. he's also showing me here that he absolutely loves it and he just really he really kind of can I, I mean parts of it can be stressful but he can really like relax once you guys are there and can um just sit and be so yeah. uh yeah. He's also showing me here that uh, he can sometimes get easily like strung, high strung from um, from being around a lot of people, around a lot of like um, I just kind of see like the city or like the um, yes. around um, that sort of vibe. Yes. Uh, so he really needs a lot of downtime, and um, that's why he kind of appreciates those solo trips with you, where he can kind of like get away from Go that. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's also bringing up here that, uh, uh, let's see, hold on. Um, <sighs> so random. Uh, hold on. Um, so I feel like I'm being brought to the other side again. So mm -hmm. Um, okay, I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, let's see here. So as I'm connecting, I'm being brought to the other side, and I'm also being shown here, so I'm being brought back to this female dog, I feel. Yep. Um, uh, let's see here. So, so she is bringing me to the way in which she's been uh, memorialized after after her passing. Yes. Um, and she's showing me here, oh, what is this? I'm not entirely sure. So she's actually showing me a couple of different things here. Um, did you get like a, um, um, I feel like you, 
Uh, I'm being shown like uh, getting her likeness made. Does this make any sense to you? So I know what um, you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. So I know what you're talking about. and there's no other way for me to put it. For some reason, I just feel like yeah, that's what it was. Yep. Um, so I just feel like a lot of gratitude and 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 that sort of thing around that from there. Yes. Um, the other thing, do you actually have tattoos though? I do. Okay, yeah. but um, and you didn't, but you didn't get one that's connected to her. No. No. That's what I, I know that. So, but what is this? Um, because I keep on getting the tattoo reference here. I think I think I know what this is too. It's, okay. Yeah. There's a there's an engraving of uh, her name that's like very much like looks like a tattoo on the box of her ashes that actually I has like a, yeah. Oh, and it has like a does it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> great, great, great. Okay. Um, so, uh, okay. So that's probably where I was getting a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, let's see here. So moving back to Rudy, I'm just kind of seeing what else uh, he would like to share. Yeah. Uh, so um, as I'm connecting to him, um, he's also showing me that, uh, uh, okay, um, he is not a big fan of being left alone. I just have to say that. So um, you've probably noticed that with him, I'm yes. sure. Um, <laughs> he, he's showing me that you guys are really good at like um, being with him a lot of the time. So of, um, like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he, he, he appreciates that. Um, he's also showing me here that uh, he will also even sometimes have a hard time like being separated even in the home, like mm -hmm. being like, with, the, oh, yeah. with with everybody is home, but like being separated in yep. the home is mm -hmm. also difficult for Absolutely. him. Yeah. So he's showing me here, it's almost like he, I know he's not a herding dog, but for some reason he like gives me the sense of just wanting to bring everybody in like yeah, a herd. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he gets mad. Like he's like, what are you, why are you putting, like, no, I want to be with you. Why are you separating me? Like bring me right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, uh, so he has uh, definitely strong tendencies to like wanting everybody to be together. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's also showing me that, uh, you know, despite having a very strong connection with you, um, so I know you're in a relationship, correct? So, um, so he's referencing your partner. Yeah. Um, and Rudy also shows me here that, um, well, they have a lot of fun together. Sometimes like, um, they kind of work, they, it's funny, uh, Rudy shows me that he tries to get your partner to like lighten up in some ways. And then I feel like your partner tries to like, they maybe do that to each other a little bit. Yes. So, yes. um, <laughs> 100%. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, he feels like that's an important job <laughs> to do. Yeah. He takes it um, seriously, I can tell. <laughs> The other thing that Rudy's also showing me is that uh, he feels very much like he gets a lot of good, um, he feels like he has important jobs in the home in general, so he feels like you are very, um, very in tune with him in that way where he feels like, uh, uh, like if he's doing something he's not supposed to, you kind of give him something else to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so uh, he feels like you're really good at doing that because um, he really thrives off of just kind of knowing what to do and um, just having something to do uh, to focus on. Um, he's also showing me here that he will sometimes have issues with like, um, he will, uh, 
he has some issues in terms of like um uh, uh restraining himself from um mm -hmm. uh from like wildlife outside and that sort of thing does that make sense to you yes. so yeah he has a he he shows he's aware he has a hard time with this it's really yeah. really difficult all set all sense of self-control just <laughs> goes out the window yeah <laughs> and it's not subtle it's not like a short warning to anybody it's like mm -hmm. it's really difficult for him yeah. um yeah so uh so he knows that he kind of does uh when it comes to this issue he does show me that uh um it's helpful to like try to um i know that so how it's coming through it's helpful to try to divert him a little bit um uh, and I know this is difficult because when he is in that mode, I feel like it's, it's he can't divert him because it's just completely totally flipped. Blinders um, yeah. yeah, like flip the switch for him. Yeah. Um, but let me see if I can feel into um, into this. Um, have you tried using like consicles and that sort of thing with him before? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wonder. Um, for some, so what I'm seeing here is I'm seeing an image of like him. Um, because uh, he is so treat motivated, food motivated, that sort of thing. I think that is the that is the key to diverting his attention. Um, so I it might be something to consider, like if you do want to work on that, like self control sort of thing, that that might be a way of going with him. Like um, so, using consequences or using just treats in general. You know, if it happens out on a walk, that sort of thing. I know that can be more difficult. Mm -hmm. um, but using something in that way where we can just kind of divert his attention, make sure he doesn't escalate to the yes. point where it's just completely out of control. Yes. So you got to catch it right, right as it's happening. But yeah, um, I think that if you do that often enough, you can kind of retrain him a little bit into not going full blown crazy um, every time. <laughs> So <laughs> that's very helpful. Yes. Uh, so that's what he's showing me there. Yeah. Um, uh, um, okay. I also have to acknowledge he's showing he absolutely adores you though. So um loves, loves, loves you to pieces. He's also showing me here that you guys will uh hold on. He shows me an image of you like um sneaking him into bed with you. Does this make sense? <laughs> he does. So he does sleep in bed, but he's so funny because like he'll kind of he'll be very decidedly like on my side. Like he'll be I see. Like, kind of like by my shoulders, like okay. on my face on my face. <laughs> I was good uh, to me. I was like, I don't know. Is it because it was so like just the two of you, and it almost looked like you had snuck him into? Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah, um, so I was like, is he not allowed by the other person? bed I don't know <laughs> I think he's just jealous that he likes me better <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. yeah uh but he yeah but yeah um Rudy's just showing me he absolutely loves that time with you so um it's like he 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 wouldn't like life wouldn't be worth living if he couldn't do that with you so, so true so true um I do feel 
Well, this is surprising because I thought it would go much longer, but I actually do feel kind of yeah. rounding off here with the both both of them. <laughs> I think yeah, we kind of touched on a lot of things here. So, it, oh, and did you have questions? That sort of thing. Did you no, have any? Like you answered all of them. I think that that is just it's it's so true. Like he does if he's you know it's like diverting the attention. Like hey, look over here. Like with you know with the food or things like that. I had never even thought of that in terms of like keeping his attention captivated. Mm-hmm. Um, because he can like he gets distracted by like squirrels in the tree at the window or if there's a cat yeah. walking by or another dog or um you know a skunk or whatever it is that's sort of hanging around and um you know it can be like pretty he barks pretty loud and it's like disruptive and scary and it always catches me off guard and things like that so um yeah i know exactly what you mean by that and that was that was maybe the only other thing is sometimes he um with like he's so he's so sweet and he has certain other animals who he really likes and he really clicks with and he really gets along with and i you know and i've sensed this or then there'll be some animals where he just totally um gets like standoffish and kind of you know doesn't want to interact with the other animal whether we're on a walk or things like that so i kind of I, my only question would be, you know, if there's anything that we can do while we're, you know, just to make that, because it's, he gets like really worked up, like really, really, really anxious or, um, you know, and I like what you said too, because we live in the city. So there's a lot of people and there's a lot of other animals and there's a lot of, you know, a lot of energy around and things like that. So I always wondered if he was affected by that, but um, just sort of, yeah, if there's anything that he wants us to know in terms of um just being standoffish or like sometimes aggressive with other dogs but but i never know like how he's going to react to each certain person or dog or if it has to do with the person's owner i just i was mm-hmm. curious about about that with him if he has anything on that yeah yeah so uh let me take a moment and ask him about that Okay, um, so uh, so one of the things, uh, so as I'm asking about this, uh, the situation, uh, one of the things he does bring up is kind of this, um, the aspect of there being, it's almost like um, there being a little bit of a sensory overload for him sometimes because there is so much going on around him. And then something, so he'll like see, and so he's already a little bit um, strung from that. And then he sees somebody or something that he doesn't, that he's maybe not expecting or doesn't trust for whatever reason. And that just, it just kind of gets too much for him. So he's showing me, um, so he really benefits from, um, from, so I know you're, you can't change the fact that you live in a city. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so basically just move. No. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. No, that's, that's, that's something we've been considering, like moving more to the country to, I mean, for us. But now that I know that Rudy wants to move too, it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Our dog wants to move, so let's move. Yeah, that's uh, right. No, that's great. Um, so I know that you can't move right this moment, so you're probably going to have to go out there again. But so he really benefits from doing some like grounding, just like before going out, taking a moment and um, and uh, 
kind of feeling into making sure that you're feeling grounded and calm so that he can kind of feed off of that so that he can anchor into your energy versus just flying free and and being affected by everything else around him um and i feel like it's also because you tend to be very sensitive to that energy as well so so he's kind of like you know um, playing a little bit off of your energy and then taking cues from that and going, uh-oh, I guess I'm, I'm, I have to worry about the situation here and therefore make sure that we're safe and therefore, you know, make sure everybody else knows to stay away. So it's just, um, this is his reasoning behind it. Um, and so, so therefore I think it's helpful to like, be, anytime before you go on a walk to like, uh, make sure you've taken a moment and like grounded, um, and also um, check in with yourself and see kind of your own anxiety level. Yeah. Also, sometimes when, when it comes to animals, especially if we've had some bad experiences, like you've had some bad experiences with him getting aggressive with other dogs, yes. and then we start to project that into the future. So we go, oh, we, we start worrying about it happening again, which is very natural, very common, um, very understandable. Yeah. But of course, when we're doing that, we're projecting that that image out that we're worried about mm -hmm. and so Rudy's picking up on that that image as well so he so it's confusing for an animal because then he goes oh is that what I'm supposed to be doing like it kind of becomes one of these vicious cycles of us encouraging it even more so we want to get really really clear on the ideal situation of what you actually want to happen which is where we want Rudy to be calm and happy and content and feel grounded and confident yes. and where he can trust you to take care of the situation where he doesn't feel like he has to take it on his own shoulders mm -hmm. and so you know before you go out on a walk with him you know take a moment to bring to mind the image of what exactly it is that you would like the walk to look like and so and just take a moment to do that and he'll feel that he'll pick up on it um, and you can even like talk him through it. You can go, you can say to him, okay, today we're just going to have a really calm, nice, slow walk. And, um, and we're just going to ignore anything and everything around us that doesn't please us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and the, the, the one thing to be aware of when we're talking to animals is you want to be, uh, you want to uh, mainly focus on the things that you want him to focus on. So, um, if we're saying, uh, don't be aggressive to other dogs, you're showing him an image of him being aggressive to other dogs, which is confusing. So you want to say, you know, um, being friendly or calm around other dogs, or if you, if you don't like them, just kind of ignore them. Yep. Um, so you're just kind of focusing on what you actually want him to do. And it just makes the communication super clear. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's what's being brought up here when I talk to Rudy about it. Um, of course it can be, you know, I always, I always recommend, um, uh, you know, if there is a situation like that, you know, doing some uh, training, that sort of thing can also be helpful because it is, it is rooted in anxiety for him. So, um, but I do think those, those aspects that we, that I brought up um, can be helpful. If you'd like, I can also talk him through it a little bit, kind of tell, show him that, um, that he can kind of rely on you to make sure that you guys are safe. He doesn't have to like take that on himself yeah. that's right there that'd be wonderful. okay so i'm just going to take a moment and uh talk him through that so
Okay. Uh, so how I'm phrasing it for him also is I'm showing him that walks uh, walks together are really meant for him to kind of uh, let off some steam and kind of have fun, go smells, different smells, that sort of thing. So I'm kind of rephrase, reframing the walk for him in terms of like, it doesn't have to be this like tense experience. It can actually be like a fun, a fun thing, focus on the fun things around it. Um, and uh, and uh, it can be a, a, a way for him to relax. It's like, that's the place where he can just kind of let loose and let loose some energy. Um, and that you have all the security stuff handled. <laughs> so, That's yeah. brilliant. Thank you. And it was funny because I was telling him, I was talking to him all, all through the last couple of days and I was telling him, I was telling him that you were going to be talking to him. And every time he was just like looking at me and he would start wagging us to like he knew that you were going to be communicating. He was so excited. Like, yes. Yay. Oh, that's really helpful. Thank you so much. That's wonderful. And that was one of the, that's what I, that was kind of my hunch that it's really influenced by, you know, kind of my own anxiety or my own behavior or, you know, or my partner Cam, his behavior. But it's interesting that you say that because it doesn't usually happen when it's just him and Cam. It's only when it's him and I. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I get that. I, I understand. And that's good. Just like framing the walk before. That's a really helpful that's really helpful. Thank you so much. That was wonderful. My pleasure. Um, that was so fun. And I can't wait to apply all of that really helpful um, information that you gave me. And um, just for your, just can I give you a little clarification on the two, their connection? Okay. I would love to. Okay, perfect. Because it's, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. And I love, I was laughing when you were saying like, like little rant, like little things, like he has some of her things. It's so true, but they're not really, it's not really like things that you would expect. Like it's not necessarily toys and things like that. Like it's actually like, um, his food bin was her food bin. Okay. Right? Like, you know, it's like things like that, or he has, or he has, um, what else, what else does he have of hers? Like he has like her nail clippers, like, okay. you know, like, like kind of things that, that he has. Oh, I wonder if he, uh, if that's why he kept on showing me his paws in connection yes. to all of that as well. Yes. I was like, I was so confused because I, I knew it. He doesn't have her paws, but he yes. kept on showing me he has something connected to her. Yeah, yeah that's funny. Exactly, exactly. So they had a special bond. So this was actually, um, uh, and it's so neat to know that she, because I can always feel her around and he's always sort of like, he'll like look at the wall and I'm like, oh, you know, Indy is here. Her name is Indy. And, uh, and, he'll, and I'm like, oh, she's here. She's visiting sort of thing. But they had a special bond. And I totally know what you mean too, when you were saying like they had different senses of humor, like it was very, they have very different personalities. And, um, you know, sometimes what Rudy thought was like fun and cute, Indy was like, no way, like away from me. Like I'm sleeping right now. What are you doing? And, and vice versa, you know, like Indy would be ready to sort of play and Rudy would be like no you know what are you doing so um but they had a special bond so this is actually um she was my family dog my that blonde that she was my parents dog but I grew up with her and things like that um and so so and they do look they have kind of a similar they're both black um they're both sort of around the same size around the same weight um and they had a special little funny kind of bond she taught him a lot about um, you know, what it, like, she was a really big teacher for him, like, mm. don't do that, you know, um, like, don't touch, you know, don't touch, like, me there, you know, like, things like that, like, she was very, very much a teacher for him, so, and we miss her so much, but it's so nice to, to hear that they still, you know, of course, they have that bond still, it's beautiful, and I feel her around me a lot, too, so, so nice to hear from, from her, so wonderful, awesome. thank you. Yes, of course. Yes, that's so wonderful, so thank you so much. Um, that was incredible and I can't wait to apply all that information.
Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. It was so great to have you here. I love to hear your feedback. So if you have any thoughts or feelings from today's episode, feel free to share them with me over on Instagram. I hang out over there at Emily the Medium. Send me a message or share with your friends so that they can hear the message as well. Also, I would be so grateful if you could hop over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review. Um, It helps me get my message out to the world. And for that, I am grateful. So thank you. And I will talk to you guys soon.